0: your day, Victoria. Welcome to the Frontier Podcast. By the way,
1: thank you. It's so nice to be here. Um, my day is going well.
0: Well, I'm glad that your day is going well. Um, I know, like this time is it's like crunch time because we don't really slow down over the holidays, right? Like people are still hiring and getting hired, so we just kind of like condense all of our work into a shorter period of time. So I'm sure you're yes. stacked.
1: <laughs> Developers are still looking, so
0: they are. Especially around like the holidays and kind of the new year. I feel like we have every year a surge of folks joining the platform in January, right around the new year,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. um, people are thinking about career changes or maybe like lining up additional work then. So you're getting into yep. busy season.
1: Yes. It's always, it's always consistent. There's consistency
0: is key. I would say that. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, we're kind of teasing it, but Victoria, why don't you introduce yourself and just share like broad strokes what you do here on the team?
1: Hi, I'm Victoria. Um, I have been with Gun.io since 2020. And I would say my primary role is to be a support system for developers. Pretty much from the beginning, everyone has a chance to speak with me. I conduct all of the onboarding calls, give everyone a sense of what Gun.io is like, what we're looking for and help them sort of tailor that information as they come in so they can put their best foot forward on the platform overall.
0: So basically like the friendly face that everybody meets when they join the platform.
1: Yes, yes. I uh, love to introduce the rest of the developer relations team during my onboarding calls, Um, but I'm always like, and I get to be the personality. Hi, everyone. You can speak (laughs) with me for the next 30 minutes today.
0: The feedback that we consistently get from developers is job seeking sucks like no matter how you do it, it's always a little bit dehumanizing. You know, you like put a bunch of effort into a job application or into like an interview process. And then you never hear back. And people just like don't recognize that you're a human with a life. And the feedback we always get is like, wow, people remembered my name here. And somebody reached out to me personally to see how I was doing and recommended a job to me because we had talked about something like that before. And that's like. You, that's what you do here.
1: I love being the human element um, of gun.io, like making sure that everyone stays in the loop as much as possible, especially as they're looking for their first role, as they get started on the platform, as they're applying to their first role and getting some of that feedback. As much information as we get on our side, I want to make sure that we're relaying it as much as possible to the developer side. And I think that's really important that there's always a human aspect.
0: Right. Yeah, and making sure that everybody knows that there's somebody on their team who is you. Like you are you are their biggest advocate, you know, really trying to get them hired and celebrate them when awesome stuff happens.
1: I am a cheerleader for all developers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, okay, that's what you do now. And obviously, like there's a a bunch of core skills that make you really good at that, namely you are a people person. And unlike me, who dies a little bit inside every time I get on Zoom, you get so much energy from working with other people. So I'd love to hear. I mean, obviously, I know this because I hired (laughs) you, but like talk to talk to our listeners about how you landed here. How did you how did you start your career in developer relations?
1: When I think back on sort of my career trajectory, it seems a little bit odd. But when I think about it more, it really fits together. My main background is in um, entertainment events. I used to run an amphitheater. I managed an amphitheater for four years. And that's just its own sort of chaotic world. Um, when I moved to Nashville, shockingly, I moved here thinking and knowing that I didn't want to do anything in music anymore <laughs> <laughs> and ended up doing operations with another tech company here in Nashville. And it, it sort of went hand in hand with what I did before operations very much is having a defined process, but still sort of in a somewhat chaotic environment depending on what you're doing. Um, and so being able to translate those skills was really easy. Looking at this job as it came um, as, as it popped up, I really enjoyed sort of that startup aspect in terms of everything was still new, exciting, was going to be sort of fast-paced, but I could still interact with people on a a very individual level, which you sort of lose in sometimes in an operations space. Um, And so that's how I've ended up here and continue to chat with developers on a daily basis.
0: I think the thing that made you such a no-brainer for the team is like, and I think a lot of companies who are in the, the same phase as us kind of feel this, there's always a need for somebody who is just like down to try stuff, you know, like they're, they're an operator, they're an executor, like give them a thing and they're going to figure out how to do it. But that thing is going to be different, right? Like in a startup, it's like, well, one week, we, we're like pretty sure that doing this is going to be a difference maker. And then maybe the next week is totally different. And if you hire people who are just used to doing something that has a playbook and never changes, like those people are not going to be, it's going to be really draining for them, right? To constantly have kind of like the change and focus. Um, and that is not you. Like I feel like no. you you <laughs> thrive with new challenges and we have thrown a, a lot at you over the last two years.
1: I would say my role probably has changed the most <laughs> in the last two years. But I think what's exciting about that is the constant idea process that we go through on the gun.io side. Um, And being able to execute those ideas in different ways is always really exciting. Like there's not necessarily a playbook. And so we get to sort of play around a lot, figure out what works best for us, what doesn't. um, And it has helped us grow um, immensely over the last couple of years that I've been on the team. And I love seeing that. And I love being a part of that.
0: Yeah. And I think the other thing we, we win by having you kind of on a bunch of different projects and teams is you are, you're pretty much the only person on the team who has been embedded in every team, except for maybe engineering. Like you have been embedded on the marketing team. You've (laughs) been embedded in sales. Now you're in DevRel. And so you have just a really broad understanding of what makes the business tick and also customer needs through like a bunch of different kind of stages of life right from deciding to use gun.io to being in the funnel to you know now managing the experience on the dev side
1: yeah and i think that's something that's super beneficial that i think developers notice too is that there's a complete overview if they have questions that we're able to provide answers for because um, more specifically for myself, I have been a part of almost every team outside of engineering, but I keep tabs mm-hmm. on what's going on in engineering. Um, and so being able to give candid answers, we're very transparent around the information that we give to developers as well. We want to make sure that that feedback loop is constant and that we can provide the best experience for everyone. And so knowing what's going on um, in sort of every department and how to explain that has been really helpful. And I think developers understanding how we work and how we can best help them.
0: And I mean, you're like a walking encyclopedia, right? Like people talk about institutional yes. knowledge and I feel like you hold a lot of it. Yes. <laughs> okay. So your your experience here has been really broad. The work that you've contributed to GUN and our communities has been really broad. If there was one thing over the last two and a half years that you think you have just gotten like so good at that you could maybe write a book about, what would it be?
1: I would say that I have become the grand master of onboarding processes. If anyone needs to figure out the best way to schedule, if you need to figure out the best way to sort of lay out something to get the most information to the right amount of people in the shortest amount of time, um, I can knock that out for you. Um, I think keeping the onboarding sessions into those 30-minute small groups has been really beneficial. We get to speak with as many developers as possible, but still keep it super personal, which is something that we do like to highlight here. Um, I want to make sure that I have a chance to speak to everyone more individually, so that way I can give more specific feedback tailoring. And so I would say, if you need help just identifying processes and making them as condensed as possible, give me a shout and I can help you out. Yeah,
0: (laughs) you are a uh, you're the process queen. And I think that's actually like an interesting, more recent case study to dig into. Like, we had a huge problem with our onboarding process for new developers, because we have such a huge influx of folks joining every day. And obviously, one of our value propositions is like everybody who's approved on the platform has been vetted. And that that process is very in depth. But Before that happens, there's like several layers of screening, honestly, on both sides, like us screening developers and developers screening us to see if this is the right place for them that has to happen and figuring out how to do that in a way that still lives up to our brand promise of being personal and knowing Mm -hmm. people by name, but also is efficient, I think was that like hamstrung us for a while so how did you approach that problem and like what's what's the solution that we're working with today
1: yeah so originally a lot of the information was just sort of sent via email or within the copy within the site itself which is helpful I think in guiding people as they initially join but I do think developers do still tend to have questions around how we work what we do what makes us different And so being able to conduct these onboarding sessions initially started as just a few sessions a week. I think we're now up to 14 a week um, that we end up doing where (laughs) the demand is high. Uh, People want to talk to me, you know, but making sure that we can get relevant information to people personally, because I think it is easier to explain a lot of the concepts as far as making sure there's a good understanding of what we're looking for as far as information that you enter and how that aligns with what clients are looking for in the future. Um, and so we've started that originally as a session that was up to, I think, 25 people could sign up at a time. Um, that we realized there was just no way to actually communicate with them within that 30-minute time span. I could present my information, but There wasn't enough space to engage with everyone as a developer. And so it was just me talking at people for like a good chunk of time, which I don't even necessarily want to do to myself. So um, I think being able to tailor it a little bit more into those smaller sessions and making sure that we are able to have more meaningful conversations is what that sort of delved into. We're able to condense it down to um, it's limited to 10 people per session. So we can still have one-on-one conversations dive into what their profiles look like now, give feedback, but still cover all of the relevant information and have space for additional questions and clarifications, which I think is really important. And it's just sort of developed like that over time into something that I think is really important and meaningful to make sure that everyone does have a chance to put their best information forward as they continue into that approval process, because it is such a competitive environment. We want to make sure that we are able to support developers as much as possible and give that tailored information to them. Um, And so it's just developed more and more for the last six months or so.
0: And I think that's a testament to how much you've really took on the advocacy part of your role, which is like in order to serve developers, we need to like deeply understand what drives them, what bothers them, the pain points they have during the hiring process. And you are essentially like an embedded user interviewer on our on our team. Yes. Like you <laughs> talk to developers all the time. And so it's just really cool to see how those sentiments are like bubbled up to you and you're able to condense them into a process that is good for developers, right? Like uniquely good for developers. So that's been really cool to watch over the years. I think so too. If somebody's listening and they're like, man, I am so interested in like working with developers, maybe I'm not a developer myself, but it's a world I want to be involved in. And maybe DevRel is a path for me. What advice would you give them career-wise to maybe find themselves in a position like you? I
1: think my advice to anyone that wants to work in the development space, especially from like sort of my perspective and what I do is, um, one, be open to learning, be open to change. Um, Something that's sort of a mantra for me is the only constant is change. And so being aware of what that looks like, and how you can adapt is going to be really important. I think understanding your level of adaptability is also important. Some people do like structure like process. And so making sure that you have a good understanding of if you're okay with that or not is something that I would probably recommend the most um, is knowing if you like structure, if you don't.
0: (laughs) That's really good advice. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of room to grow. And I think we're as a business starting to think about how we can productize this as well, but there's a lot of room to grow in the way that we share information between hires and job seekers and a lot of that information, it's not that people are, like, not wanting to share what kind of worker they want, right? Like, what kind of work style or what makes them tick professionally? It's so that often we don't know the right questions to ask ourselves, right? Like, I yeah. think you're you're uniquely self-aware to know that about yourself. So I think that's really good advice and probably insight that folks haven't thought of.
1: Yeah, I think job descriptions will give you a good outline, but um, understanding how it lines
0: with yeah, how you work and the type of work environment you want
1: becomes <laughs> one good.
0: Um, well, Victoria, this is really helpful. I feel like I've got a good a good picture of kind of how you got here, what makes you tick. The last thing I want to ask is outside of work, if there is something that you are an absolute guru in and everybody should ask you about, what would it be?
1: I, everyone internally definitely knows this, but I am a concert junkie. So if you ever need show recommendations, music recommendations, any genre, I got you. Um, pretty much always in a music venue if I'm not on Slack. Um, that's likely where I am. So <laughs> if you need anything music related,
0: just go ahead yes. and ask and I got you. I always ask Victoria about... Venues, like if there's a place where I should go see a show, kind of regardless of who's playing, and also like where to sit. Like I feel like you've got Ryman seating locked down. You just like know you know how to watch a show, so I appreciate that. I'm checking.
1: You. I'm checking off all the venues. I'm checking yeah. them all off. I'm taking names, seeing shows.
0: That's right. All right, Victoria. Well, enjoy the rest of your Friday. I will let you get back to talking to developers. I know you've got a couple conversations today, so. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next week.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having
0: me. I appreciate it. All right. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast, powered by Gun.io. We drop two episodes per week. So if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice and come hang out with us again next week and bring all your internet friends. If you have questions or recommendations, just shoot us a Twitter DM at the Frontier Pod and we'll see you next week.